Yeah, that's a great question. Episode number 389. I'm here with Michael. How are you doing, Michael? You know what? We are uh, we're trying to keep the boat afloat in more ways than one, JJ. You are so right. Not only are we in the midst of an atmospheric river, or I don't know, is that the right term this time? I feel like they come up with yes. different names every time. Well, it's it's we are kind of at the confluence of a bunch of different... Uh, named weather systems so we have the the atmospheric river on top of is it el nino conditions this year i think this is an el nino year yeah so yeah we're uh it is quite literally the perfect storm yeah so uh it's pretty wet uh here with us so as we're recording um hopefully uh all you out there have stayed dry uh and uh, wherever it is that you are from um and uh, Andy has been waylaid by the rain, it seems. So uh, he may not be joining us today, which uh, is, you know, we wish him the best, of course. Hopefully. We will soldier on while he bails. Yes, exactly. Um, not not bails on us, but bails his boat. Right, exactly. And not to imply that anything is sinking, just more that it's very wet. <laughs> <laughs> um, how you doing, Michael? You have a good week? It was an interesting week for me, I think. Yeah, you know what? It was uh, it was very busy this this last week. Um, we had uh, I had some customers in town at oh. work, so you know you know how the the schmoozing game goes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Big meetings, got to do a little wine and dine. Uh, so it's it's always chaotic because we're we are as the uh, as the supplier, we are always on the hook to uh, to deliver on our our presentations. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I enjoy that uh, I mostly get to fly under the level of the customer meetings and stuff. Um, but every now and then I do get called into one of those and then you have to like, you know, watch what you say and like, you know, try to toe the company line uh, regardless of if you disagree with the decisions management is making. Yep. So uh, it goes. So it does go. Uh, but no one's here to listen to the, uh, us talk about our lives, although actually probably... There are some people here that are that are interested in that. Not that facet of our lives. Yeah, not that facet <laughs> anyway. Um, but you have managed to not drown in the various uh, flooding and rain incidents that have been hitting the area recently. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately for me, I don't have I don't have far to go on my commute, and I can avoid the freeways. So it's uh, it's pretty low key, even in the worst of weather. Yeah, there's like and I one. Think a lot of people just stayed home. Yeah, there's like one road that I take to work that sometimes partially floods and it's just like, don't stay in the lane by the curb, go one over and then you're fine usually. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was not too bad. Uh, you know, I, I am down here in San Diego and uh, people may have seen some pretty crazy photos <laughs> from the past week or so uh, of there's crazy flooding that happened in San Diego. Uh didn't happen to me. <laughs> not anywhere near where that's, I am. That's good to hear. Not uh, not a problem for us. So uh, we have stayed, you know, it's like wet, but not like, you know, so wet that we have been unable to, you know, extricate ourselves or do anything. It's just been 
you know, a lot of rain, really. Just normal amounts of a lot of rain, not abnormal amounts of a lot. So, I don't know where I was going with that, but, you know. Setting hey, the stage. Yeah, let people know how it is. Um, Speaking of stuff that has happened this week, Michael, you got up to some stuff that, like, how did you even hear about this, man? That's why I want to know. <laughs> yeah, so there were uh there was a, a, a bit of controversy. I I happened this was Thursday night, I guess, of last week. Um we weren't doing much. We were sitting on the couch just kind of idly watching some TV and I was browsing through the COTC uh subreddit. Uh and I saw someone had just posted I guess a half an hour or so before that, hey, there's this deal on TapJoy where if you satisfy the conditions, uh, you can make a lot of rubies for COTC really fast. So I, we've talked about it before, but just as, as a reminder for people out there who have put it out of mind like everyone should, TapJoy is a... Not so feel good third party that several game makers use to uh, provide offers for players of their games, um, generally engaging with outside content, whether it's websites or other games, uh, in return for um, the some of the limited currency in whatever game they're playing. And yeah. there are... I don't know if we need to go into it, but there there are lots of, of negative opinions of Tapjoy out there. It's it's like an engagement farming system for, hey, you play this game, you know, specifically like mobile games. I want to be clear. Like they're not like, hey, play Call of Duty and get like, <laughs> you know, points towards playing Fortnite or something. These are like right. mobile phone games typically. And it's like, hey, you play this. Would you play like Raid Shadow Legends? And you want to earn like a dollar for playing way more Raid Shadow Legends than you probably think is worth your time? You get a dollar. Yeah. Yep, you do. Yeah. So, yeah, they um, they were rolled in as part of... COTC a year ago? It feels like longer maybe. than that, maybe. But yeah, maybe they're even, maybe even longer ago than that. But typically these are like, hey, download this game, play it for a while, get like, you know, ten cents. And then like if you pay twenty dollars in this other game, we'll give you three dollars in this game kind of things. Ooh. Where it's like, you know, here's a little bonus on top of that money you were gonna spend, kind of thing, right? Right. So, yeah, I saw someone make a post and their the the gist of the post was, hey, they're running a, a deal right now with Ebony, uh, which is probably the most heavily advertised game that we see in, in playing COTC, at least at least in the North American market. Yeah, where. It, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say it's also like somewhat an of an infamous game like. I feel like it's one of those games that has been at, it's been around for forever. Every every advertisement for it is misleading as to what the game actually is. Yes, it absolutely is. And there's like every uh, instance of those like uh, I feel like it's a trope at this point of like 
here's what the mobile game advertisement look like looks like and then here's what playing the game is like things basically all of them can be ebony <laughs> yeah and it's funny too because they've they've leaned into it and now half of their advertisements are don't you hate those games that advertise one thing and then when you log in there's something completely different our game isn't that even though it's the poster child for that yeah so i mean i guess jumping to the end here are they lying yes and no okay so, so the the we'll start, level, yeah we'll the, back up <laughs> yeah yeah we'll get to it we'll get to it because i'll go into ebony and my thoughts on that in in a minute uh but the ad so the ad for cotc as it was pitched in the in the subreddit post was hey if you complete the tutorial for ebony they will just give you 3,000 rubies. Which, to be clear, is a lot. It is. It is a lot. So um, I, I don't it, remember what the conversion rate... I, I want. Is that like... What is it? Is it 100 rubies for $10? Yeah, that's. The, I think that's the flat going rate when they're not offering a deal. So the, the, the barest rate of no... You know, don't discounts or anything, which they are also frequently running discounts, but... If there's no discount, it that's like $300 worth of rubies, effectively. Right. So a pretty good deal for what what eventually wound up being 5 to 10 minutes of your time. Uh, yeah, I think most people would say 5 minutes is worth $300 of, of their time. Yes. So I, you know, I had ignored Tapjoy pretty much from the beginning. Yes. Even though when it first launched, they did have some pretty crazy deals, I think, that most people's opinion of Tapjoy was that it's just not worth it because it's too hit or miss on whether they honor deals and their customer service is terrible. And, and the stuff that I've always heard is that like, yes, you can, if you were playing these other games already or were going to be playing these, like, or want to play these other games, maybe it's a way to like get a little money for doing two things at once. Right. But right. It, actually engaging with it, for the purpose of making the money in the other game is like never worth it. Right. That's, yes. that's the impression that I've been, I've I think that was, the, I think that's the good summation of it. So this deal was crazy. It was like, do barely anything, get a ton of currency. Pretty much. So I, I figured, you know what, if I'm going to do this, it's a one-time thing too. That's the thing is a lot of them are tied to your install and you have to go through a particular sequence to set the game up and log into it so that it Tapjoy acknowledges that you've installed the game and it's attributed back to Tapjoy so that they can give you your rewards. Which to be so, clear, Tapjoy is making money on this. Like, oh yeah, they, the make, they make money on clicks. Yeah. So they want, they want you to be constantly engaging with their platform. Okay, okay, so I log in, I install Ebony, um, and I'm going through it. <laughs> First thought on Ebony is that it, it's totally unclear what part the tutorial actually is. It it does a good job of, of sort of walking you through the initial, like, here's how to set up your city. And Which, by the, the way, none of the ads have ever shown a city. No. So the base, the base of the game is a city building sim with some pvp fighting yeah so a right, like so you're building, fight you're your city your against other armies. people's cities and exactly yeah, yeah. so that's the base of the game and they do they do a good job of walking you through the basics of build your keep 
build your walls, build yourself some, you know, initial farming and a sawmill so you can get wheat and wood uh, to expand your civilization. But it's it's not really clear exactly when the tutorial ends because they keep walking you through that stuff through the first couple of chapters as well. So by the time I, you know, I was just sitting and playing through it being like, surely it's going to tell me here's where the game actually starts. And so I sat and played for maybe an hour. I had the time. We weren't doing anything. It was, just, it was a quiet night. And before I knew it, I finally went back to Tabjoy and I had completed the first three offer tiers, which were complete the tutorial and then take your main building up to level 10. Okay. So that's not a, a ton of work necessarily. I mean, an hour. No, no, it was, you know, it was an hour's worth of work. It wasn't bad at all. And so that was the picture that I sent to you and Andy were those first three offers coming back. And those offers were one, complete the tutorial. That was 3000 rubies two reach keep level five, which was another 1500 and then three reach keep level 10, which was another 23, almost 2400. Wild. So now I've put in an hour worth of work and I have just a tick over 7,000 free rubies come back for it. Again, something like the equivalent of $700, or if you use discounted prices, maybe like $350 or something, but still yeah, at, a wild amount best, of money. At best, three, $350 worth yeah. of rubies. Yeah, more likely to be closer to the 700 end. Um, wild. So, yeah. like, clearly someone at Tapjoy messed up here, right? Is that what yeah. the, the consensus is? I think that's what the consensus is because by the next morning, there, you know, there were a couple of posts that had gone up about it and a bunch of comments on both posts. By the next morning, the the deals had been nerfed. So they got knocked down. And I think I think I saw a couple of people posting that the deal for completing the tutorial had been knocked from 3,080 rubies to four. Probably the correct number. I'm sure it was. So needless, needless to say, there were a lot of people who were unhappy to have missed out on this because in most of the areas where COTC is played, um, this was overnight, right? People were asleep. And by the time they woke up, it was the, the even the chance to get it was gone. And yeah. then on top of that, it got worse because A, the offer was US only and B, it was also only av available to Android. So iOS users, even if they saw that someone else had the deal, couldn't access it themselves. And, you know, there's, I'm sure there's like a billion reasons why stuff like that is happening. But the, you know, it, COTC is a global game, right? It's played by people all over the world. There's a specific server for Southeast Asia, to be, you know, clear. Um, and Japan has its own version for you know, for in japanese locally but then basically right. the rest of the world gets this version right so a u.s only offer negates everyone in south america europe <laughs> the rest of asia that isn't southeast asia which is typically yep. like australia you know the philippines and, and those sorts of uh regions and like that's a lot of people <laughs> Who it's are like what the hey? And to be fair, you know, like look, who knows marketing reasons why stuff like this happens or whatever. But like, 
you can't really be mad at, at the like the the company who made the game like they didn't do this this is this other platform that they've allowed to work inside their game right right and i you know i saw some people make the argument that well square enix employed Tapjoy, and they should keep a better eye and it's like look i understand that as an argument but if they had the resources and the manpower to oversee like the minutia of every little offer they wouldn't need Tapjoy; they would do it themselves totally 100 percent correct and you know depending on how these things work out like I don't know exactly the like conversion rates or whatever is going on here, but like it's possible that really what happened here is Taptoid just lost a bunch of money on this off- offer, right? Like I, I'm thinking so. If they're paying some, even some hyper discounted rate to get this currency to give to people, right? And like you know, making money off the trade and the clicks or whatever, like that stuff is paying three thousand rubies or whatever, or three thousand, you know, three hundred dollars worth of currency for effectively no time all it does is lose Tapjoy money <laughs> so like if anything the company you know Tapjoy should be mad at themselves for not policing their offers better before sticking them live right yeah i saw one comment that someone has been in an office for the last four hours getting chewed out by their boss and all the bosses above them totally or you know you assume that they have a real office which i think is a bold uh, assumption to make and that it's not just like you know some a bunch of people meeting virtually <laughs> oh yeah that too uh but yeah someone got in trouble for sure um it's just a very funny occurrence and then people getting mad about it for like reasons i can't understand yeah and that's the thing right so Tapjoy has been off a the the u.s and android divides are not new they've been inherent in Tapjoy since it was in implemented as a platform and i the crazy deals were there from the beginning and they've actually dwindled a lot since it first got introduced. So I feel like if people were going to get mad at the disparity of Tapjoy, they had plenty of time to do it. And they're just, a lot of people are just kind of upset that, Oh, people made, made a big deal of it because it was big numbers and, yeah. and FOMO. Yeah. People are mad that they didn't get to cash in on the easy money. Right. And yeah. then like, so here's the other question though. I mean, Michael, do you think this is going to ruin your appreciation of the game? Because now you have all the money and you'd be like balling out of control with infinite rubies, basically. Well, so to that, I did discover that they, while they had nerfed the ad as it was offered, if you had claimed it, they're still honoring the old levels. I'm sure there's something in the TOS about like they can't, they if they can't offer to, to you, they can't just yeah, like if you've yeah. already accepted. So I'm, I'm currently up. Nineteen and a half thousand rubies, just from this one ad, just from this one promo. And I have one, I have one more level that I'm really close to hitting, and I think I'll call it there. Do the numbers keep going up, or do they all stay in this like several thousand level as you keep playing more evidence? Um. So let's see. There was a the biggest one I think was sixty five hundred. Um, but the, some of the others that I've completed were 961, 659, and then the next one that I'll hit will probably be 1820. Jeez. So a lot of them, there are, there are two of them that are tied to spending money, but even the, if you do the conversion, the money that you would spend is drastically less than what you would spend for the same amount of rubies directly from COTC. Uh, sure, and then a, but a like, are you going to spend money on Ebony, though? Nah, no. Yeah, 
Okay, good. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, I had then, to talk you out of this if that's you were going well, that far. Right. That's, that's the line, right? It's like, I'll spend a little money on the game itself, but I don't need to spend money in another game. Yeah, that's it, the, there must be a line. It must yeah. be drawn here. <laughs> this far and no further. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, but yeah, so they put a cap on it. You have like three weeks to, to get as far as you can, but it also gets to the point where um, the time investment that it takes to reach some of these higher levels just becomes way more than than you want to put in. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, get to level 100 or whatever, but the levels start getting much harder to get as you go up, right? Yeah, which which kind of brings me back around to, to Ebony itself in that it's it's definitely a a game that is suffering from bloat if you are a new player it feels there are parts of it that feel like very kludged together but taking advantage of an offer like this at at whatever incentive level you take advantage of is actually maybe easier than the devs of the game intended because the the ebony developers like like the developers of any other game their intent is to get you on the treadmill and keep you there in right. the long term, right? right? So that over over the course of time, you will spend money here and there um, to keep the, the game going. But if you are a new player, to kind of catch you up to speed, they throw a whole lot of resources at you so that you can build things up very quickly. And if you, as the player don't intend to stick around for more than a couple of days well now you can kind of go nuts burning through all these resources that they are throwing at you and very quickly achieve some of the levels that are in the ad Mm, i see right it totally changes your strategy and you suddenly you can take advantage of what they're giving you where a long-term player might have to think about okay i need to hoard some of this for when things really start to get deeper in the game Sure. Yeah. A person who wanted to play for yeah, the long run, like you said, is going to need to hold on to that currency for when they get to the hard stuff later. But you can just use it to bypass early time gates or whatever. Exactly. And so I, you know, I just have been burning it as soon as I've as I've been making it. Gotcha. But you're going to you're going to get off, though. Right. I want to like. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to save next, you here. I don't want next, to fall yeah, into the yeah, pool. Yeah. No, don't worry about that. So the next the next reward level is upgrade your keep to level 21. My keep is at level 20. Um, I have, I think I have one additional thing to construct before I can do that final build on the keep itself. And then that'll be it. All right. Well, that was an interesting story. (laughs) I don't know how else to frame it. So, okay. The other thing talking about Ebony, the game itself, is any of that stuff from the ads in there? Is it just, are they just lying? Okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad you, you brought that back up. So a lot of the ads you see are the the puzzle game where you're a guy standing outside a building and there are a bunch of different pins that you can pull out to make different things happen, right? So mm-hmm. lava falls or you drop a, a boulder or you dump a bunch of water out. And you're trying to get to the treasure chest past the traps and the enemies that are also on the screen. And that does exist in the game. Okay. So there is a, uh, there is a, a portal that takes you to, 
an island that's broken it up into a bunch of different sections and you unlock sections as you upgrade your your main keep and each section has some number of puzzles in it that you can work your way through uh, sequentially right okay. so you you complete the first puzzle and the second one unlocks and you, you work yeah, your way through gotcha it. i gotcha but it does um, require you interface with like actual it's not like they staple the second game on the side here no 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 it's not so it does tie back in right you the the rewards for finishing the puzzle levels are resources for building your city gotcha okay uh, so it does it does exist but it is a minor part of the the overall game okay and so then the other thing i saw people saying was like oh you need to like join guilds or something to get people to like power level you in order to do some of this, did you do any of that or did you do this all yourself? Um, I joined an alliance. I don't know that it has done a lot for me um, in the short term, other than it just opens up um, some different un achievement levels that you have access to uh, to get more resources to speed up your building. Okay, so maybe it helped you in a minor way, but not really anything serious. Yeah, yeah, it did, you know, sped up uh, sped up some of the building here and there. Okay. I'm just curious. This is like, I'm never going to do this, but it is cool to hear that someone actually did something worthwhile with one of these kinds of things. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a very, it's been a very kind of bizarre experience. Definitely sounds like it. You can see, you know, you can see a heavy... Uh, you can see a heavy sort of Civ influence to it. Mm, okay. I mean, I like Civ. I'm, I'm a Civ. Yeah. I'm a Civ enjoyer. But you can also tell where they've just sort of layered on one layer after another, after another, after another, to the point where you're just sort of staring at it, and it's over an overwhelming sense of what do I do? Yeah, I imagine getting into any of these kinds of games at this point, if you're not there from the launch, is pretty tough. Like, I bet COTC is, feels like that for people who are trying to start now, right? It's like, what is a yeah. soul weapon? What is shards? What am I getting with these nuts? Like, what is... Uh... Yeah, I, I could I could see it, you know? Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure if I went looking for them, like, I know that it has its own subreddit, and I'm sure I could go look up beginner's guides for the you know the best the best culture to choose starting out and how to how to build your city and how to power you know, level so i'm sure, I'm sure yeah, yeah i'm yeah. sure people have done all of the math on like this is the skill tree path you need to follow for the best return and yada 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 but i don't you know i don't need to know any of that because you're going to be done with it here in a couple of days anywho so whatever pretty much yeah very cool man i'm you know hey Stealing from big companies isn't wrong. That's what I'm saying, you know? It's not even stealing. They they gave it to you, right? They said, hey, take this thing. It's like, not my fault you made a stupid offer. <laughs> hey, man, they made a mistake, and I'm uh, I'm happy to reap the benefits of it. Uh, speaking of something finally uh, correcting a mistake, uh, something finally happened last week that I kind of had given up hope they were ever going to do. Okay. Uh, did you know that the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters on PC have been very different from the versions that released on the consoles for like a long time? I had heard something about this. And finally, last week, 
they released a patch that brought all the console features over and brought them up to parity. Like, people had been working on mods for these games for like a close to a year or something at this point because of how bad the PC versions were. And like half the problems were fixed, I mean, probably more than half the problems were fixed on the console versions. Like, remember when, um, I know you remember when the uh, they came out, we talked about the the fonts and like how the that font was, looks so terrible. That was one of the biggest complaints that I think I saw people. Console people versions had good at. fonts. Yes, they did. PC version never got it. And and they, they just didn't do it for like a year or something. And just finally this past week, they updated all those pixel games with the all the features from the console versions. It's about time. What are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I get if you don't, you know, you want to keep them separate for some kind of reason. It's the same game, though, man. <laughs> like that's it. It's like if you want to sell different versions, you know, PlayStation exclusive versions or Xbox exclusive versions or whatever. I get it. I. But that's not what this is. This is literally the same game. Like, why? Why would you do this? <laughs> like, if you're developing for multiple platforms, wouldn't you just push the change to all of them at the, the same time? If you, you could, think so. Why wouldn't you do this? I don't know, but. Uh, from all the um, the stuff I've read, of course, uh, all the mods that had existed before are instantly, immediately broken. Um, but all the people I saw talking about it were like, okay, these games actually seem worth playing now. Like, the font changes are a really big deal for games that are very text-based. Uh, and a lot of the other things they added, like a lot of the boosters and stuff that you could do, like uh, turning battles off, uh, some stuff like that was already there, but there were even more options for that, like, you know, multi XP multipliers and things of that nature um, that they brought over. Just like, you know, earn triple the money, earn triple the experience, whatever, that kind of stuff. Um, and, like, they finally brought all that stuff over to the PC, which is, like, great to see them actually do that finally. Yes, thank goodness. It's it's And it's it was so weird because they had implemented all of that stuff into the port when they did final fantasy nine yeah all those speed ups and toggle on toggle off for quality of life and so i think it was just so bizarre when these games launched and didn't have any of that and, and you know look i get it you each of these games are different games they're you know maybe you have to code each of those things slightly differently you know but the like really basic stuff it's like i understand it's not basic to just change the font in like an nes game you can't just do that sure but yep. you have already done the work to make it render differently on a pc could you like get in there and just like make it look good instead of looking like crap you you got it to display bad letters can you just get it to display less bad ones like it doesn't have to you know, I don't need the text from the NES to show up, like the block font from that. But you're, if you made it display bad one, bad letters, just make it display less bad ones. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. It, that feels like it should be easy. I'm sure it's more complicated than that. I understand how software is made. It's a giant mess. I get it. But like, sure. that feels like that, that, the bar is so low there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway, happy to see that stuff, especially because some of these games are like, legitimate classics you know like uh 
four, five, six, all of those are games that people like love and adore. And she'll be able to play them like in, in good versions, you know? Yeah. So, you know, good on Square for getting there eventually. Yeah. Um, I did play some games this week, Michael. I know, uh, again, two weeks in a row of actually playing games. I know people are probably falling out of their chairs. Falling off their chairs, yes. <laughs> um, so what did you get up to? I actually got up to this a while ago, but I played uh, Like a Dragon Gaiden, uh, The Man Who Erased His Name, which is the latest in the long-running Like a Dragon series, which is the renamed version of the Yakuza series. Okay. Uh, and this is uh, fortuitous because that game is the, like, sort of... Su- as Gaiden implies, for those of us who grew up in the 90s, we remember Gaiden is a side story, right? That's the Japanese word for that? Yes. Uh, very popular back in the day to talk about, like, oh, this was like, you know, some Japanese game was like something Gaiden, and it was like, you know, a sequel that never came out in the U.S. I feel like that was a thing that always happened. The Gaidens well, nin- never came over Ninja here. Ninja Gaiden is the one everyone knows, right? Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, actually, right. Ninja Gaiden, like, the Gaiden there means it's like, a story so it's like ninja story <laughs> that's the name of that game right uh and it kind of implies that it's like a, a you know a, a tale aside from the main story right right uh so you know the the famous uh example being ninja gaiden but like so this is a like a dragon gaiden which uh again all the yakuza games going forward are going to be called like a dragon because apparently that's what they were always called in japan and now they just kind of have like unified it now. So I don't okay. know. Complicated. It, it messes with my library because all the games don't sort in the right next to each other <laughs> oh, anymore. No. I had to like create a category and stick them all in there to get it like in the right places. That's, Make a shelf. Yeah, basically it got annoying. Um, But yeah, so uh, Like a Dragon, Gaiden, the man who erased his name, uh, tells the story of our boy, Kazuma Kiryu. Everyone loves this man the protagonist of all these games and sort of how he got to the point of where he is when you meet him in the previous game, Yakuza seven and where you will meet him when Yakuza eight comes out It's actually already out by the time this is out, but it came out uh, late in January. So basically like there's a, you kind of like uh, some stuff goes down at the end of seven, right? Big stuff uh, happens at the end of seven, and then he pops back up in eight and is doing some completely other stuff. And it's like you weren't following him anymore because you're with this new character, right? Ichiban is the the main character now in seven and eight, and so you don't really know what Kiryu was up to and like how this changed, right? So this this is uh, kind of a smaller version of one of these games. Uh, it sort of tells the story of how he got there, and of course it's okay. the it's the standard Yakuza stuff. You run around the town, you get into fights with people. Uh, you, you know, uh, rip off your shirt and have like fist fights, play golf. You can, uh, there are arena battles, you know, all the, like, uh, there's karaoke. Gotta have karaoke. It's a Yakuza game. Of course. Yeah. So, you know, it was one of these, um, super fun. I had a really great time with it. It was fun to go back to the, like, Kiryu style, uh, brawler gameplay. Was, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think we talked about this even on the podcast, right? Like a dragon seven was famously a turn-based RPG. Yes. Yeah. We did talk about that. And eight is as well. 
So uh, okay. I, I don't know, JRPG is the right word, but yeah, it, it is a, a turn-based RPG, right? And uh, this game is not, this game is the action style combat with, you know, like blocking and punching while the enemies are, you know, you know, like a brawler action yeah. kind of game. So yeah, I hear you. It was fun to go back and do some of that for a while. Um, before I dive into the turn-based combat of Yakuza 8, which I'm sure I'm going to end up playing. Very nice. Played all these other ones, so. Yeah, you gotta stay on it. Gotta stay on it. Uh, it was cool. You know, I liked where the story ended up. Um, it did get to the end. Didn't quite do the platinum because, again, there's always, like, some really annoying minigame stuff that you have to do. I don't know, annoying. Not true. Minigames are fun. I did all the minigames to some degree. But, like, do I want to play virtua fighter in the arcade for four hours no not really probably not <laughs> so you know um but yeah that was that was a good time finally uh getting back onto the uh the like a dragon stuff well uh i don't really have a transition there so um hard pivot yeah we're just gonna hard pivot where do we think Square Enix is going with this like recent slate of stuff they've been up to. Oh, I, you know, uh, they, they've recently shown off that new mana game, right? Yes. Very Talk, excited for visions of mana. Talking about that coming to Xbox uh, and game pass. Are they like turning a leaf here, bringing the, the console stuff to these pixel remasters? Are they like finally starting to do stuff that people actually want again? I'd like to think so. Um, you know, the, the last couple of things that they've put out have been, uh, what did they just do? They just did Star Ocean, the second story. Yeah, they, they came out which, a bit ago. Yeah, that was a couple of months ago. It was hugely popular at, as an original game, and so I think there was a lot of hype surrounding the fact that they were remastering that. Um, and now they're, you know, they're going back to the well on a beloved property with the Mana series and coming out with Visions of Mana. They did uh, also close the Tokyo RPG studio. Uh, the ones that made the uh, I Am Setsuna and Lost Sphere and another game whose name I forgot. Uh, yeah, there was a third one in there. Those, unfortunately, I feel like those those all got mixed reviews. The stuff I always heard uh, about I Am Setsuna and, and Lost Sphere is that both of them were like pretty good, but not great. And I don't, I didn't think I heard anything about the third game. I just like can't even remember what it was. I was pretty interested in both of those first two games and then kind of just fell flat. Sort of the continued carnage of the video game industry, laying people off and shutting everything down. But. Yeah. It's hard sometimes to, it's hard sometimes to make it with a, with let's say an interesting property, right? I think it's really tough just to come up with new stuff, right? Like I I totally get the desire to like, you know, create new franchises, to create new things, like you know, any company would be foolish not to be investing in that to some level, right? You know, who knows mm -hmm. when something is going to become the next Final Fantasy or the next I mean, maybe it's not possible to become the next Final Fantasy anymore, but you know, who knows when it's going to become, you know, the next um, Gears of War or something like that, right? Like something that, you know, sort of a generation spanning title. Um, but, you know, th 
it's tough out there for people these days. And if your stuff doesn't hit, I, you know, I think the runway is kind of short for people, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, you gotta you gotta feel for them. Yeah, for sure. So hopefully, you know, I don't know. I would love if Square Enix could get their stuff together and, you know, try. <laughs> Was it was the was it the Square Enix CEO who was like, oh yeah, we definitely want NFTs. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and what I are think you we, doing, all, dude, we huh? all kind of cringed at that announcement. Come like, on. oh no, please, please don't go that route. And then you notice that we haven't heard another word about it. Yeah, I hard to know what those business types think up in their rarefied air, but get a clue, dudes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Come on, what are you people doing? Surely it's surely it's not me. I, I just see the principal skinner. No, it's the children who are wrong. Yes, certainly, <laughs> right? Yeah. So uh, you know. to, I think to answer your question, I I hope I hope so. I hope that they are getting a better sense of what the mood is among their fan base and trying a little harder to serve up things that they know that will will be very popular among their players, but also, you know, kind of move some of these, some of these titles forward. Yeah. Cause I think there's room for them to do both at the same time. Totally. You know, I think they have done pretty well with, you know, some of their new stuff, like the 2d HD stuff in Octopath. Um, not just because we play the mobile game, but the actual console versions like Octopath Traveler one and two, I think two has been like, I don't know about in terms of sales, but at least it was, very critically liked from the the critics I were reading. They were like way into it. Yeah, it was it was super popular from especially you know among the the fans of the first game, but I think well received among uh, you know the the gaming community in general. Yeah, I, I saw enough people being like, okay, like yeah, Octopath Traveler one is good, but like, what if you just skip straight to two because two is so much better, you know. Um, yeah, it fixed a lot of the the systems that people thought. Well, I'll, I'll you know I'll work with this, but yeah. So you know I, I think that's a a sign that they can do it right. They can still do new stuff, even paying homage to some of that old stuff. And like you said, like with Star Ocean, right? This beloved old game that they remade in like a really super cool way. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we see more of that coming from them in the future. I'm not. Uh, I don't know what they have other than mana. I don't know what they have coming up. But uh, not, that's a good question. Not a release um, schedule guy, so. Well, so I think the next thing is the next chapter of the FF7 remake. Oh, yeah. So I think that's the next big thing that they have on the docket. Okay. I think that comes out uh, pretty soon, actually. Yes, and they have a... Um, it's just about to happen or just I think it's just about to happen. They're having a separate um, presentation specifically for that because, you know, they just did PlayStation just did a state of play where they showed a bunch of, of upcoming stuff. Um, and the Final Fantasy, I guess they decided has is exciting enough that it merits its own separate uh, event. Mm. OK, I mean. Look, the Final Fantasy VII Remake, re, the name of the game is Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> it's hard to, like, talk about what it right. is when that's what it's about. But, yeah, that that game was not only well-liked, but I believe sold very well also. So, 
yeah, I'll be curious to see what the the second step of that game is based on where they leave off, which like I'm shaking my head, but like, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> did you play that one, Michael? Uh, I have not fired it up yet. I have it. It is in my library. Uh, it's high on my list. Did you but... play the first one? The original? Uh, the original Final Fantasy VII? Yeah. Yeah, mul- multiple times. Okay, you need to play that game. Even even back in the day. You on, need, you, on this original is, here's what you can do. Stop playing Ebony and go play this. <laughs> I, trust <laughs> me, it's worth it. You can use a controller. It's fine. You don't need to do anything fancy. Just like get in there. Uh, you will like it. Even if you don't like go all the way, like completing it or finishing all the side quests or whatever, of which there are some that probably don't need to be done. But sure, that game is great. Uh, you will have, especially knowing that you know the story and like kind of what happens, you'll have a really good time with that game. Uh, you know, I have heard, uh, I have some very good friends who I have discussed Final Fantasy with throughout the years. Uh, and in fact, one one friend in particular who we've had conversations going back over a decade about how Final Fantasy VII needs a remake. So when uh, when this game came out, there were some very excited conversations for it to land. So I'm just I'm behind in getting to it, but it is definitely still high on my list. Yeah, you you will enjoy it. Did you get the one with the DLC included, or is it? predate uh, that did. time okay yes, so it has the the uv yeah uh, dlc the interesting stuff that doesn't really it's like kind of a side thing but it is interesting to see what they did with uv in the in this game just to one of those you kind of should complete the game before you play that part kind of thing but like it is interesting to see what they did with uv so especially knowing that she was like a side character that you could just completely miss in the original game right right so uh all right well i think We'll uh, we'll call that a show here. That's a good place to wrap it up for this week. Yeah, Michael. Um, now I know we normally tell people to like check us out on our social media and YouTube and all that stuff, but there's a very important way that they can get in contact with us uh, to give us their theories on what Square Enix is going to actually do to actually listen to their fan community and how can they do that? They should email us at podcast at weweregamers.com. Let us know what you want to see coming out of Square Enix in the, the next couple of years. Uh, you know, if you think they should launch Tapjoy into the sun. <laughs> seems to be a popular opinion these days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we love to hear from everybody. Um, we'll collect the emails. It sounded from Andy last time like we had... Uh, we had a growing stack of them, and we might be able to do an email episode soon. Yeah, I think we're not quite critical mass, but I think we're getting there. So folks, keep sending those in, and we'll definitely answer some of those questions uh, coming up here. Uh, and yeah, we are on social media, so please hit us up on there. And we, you know, please follow our YouTube. That really does help us out, youtube.com slash at WeWereGamers. Well, Michael, uh, stay dry out there. I hear the rain uh, increasing in intensity as I'm talking with you, so you too it's probably best if we uh we call it here